Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, right, uh, it's five past four. Andy Jacobs and I have just come off air. Max in for Paul all this week. Uh, so this is the post-show buzz, the adrenaline mm. well, just coursing through our veins, Andy. Good effort by you today, Max. Thank you very much. Oh, Excellent right. preparation. Oh, thanks. And um, we, had, we had a chat with a Barnet supporter mm-hmm. that hasn't missed a game uh, for so long. I think it's 2020 consecutive matches. 2021 now, we yeah, discovered. Consecutive Incredible. So we had a chat with him. Um, you want to put in where I, I basically... You outed you. me as a Chelsea hater <laughs> when I'm virtually completely indifferent to Chelsea. <laughs> But I didn't quite understand where it came from. But it was—it felt to me when the show... I thought you were trying to sell Callum Hudson-Odoi yeah, maybe to I Bayern was. Munich. It, it was the you moment... desperate for him to get there. <laughs> I, I felt that was when the show really came alive, Andy. <laughs> you prepared to pay his fare. I really will, yeah. Ticket. I won't pay his wages, though. <laughs> no, uh, that not. is a step too far. <laughs> Uh, what else? Will Gavin was... Are we putting him in? No. Nah, oh. But he was good. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. It was a bit time sensitive, wasn't it? Oh, I suppose it was. Yeah. Uh, but look, So that's not, it. We had a chat about football and yeah. Yeah, you brought in some nice vignettes. I did bring in some vignettes, well, yeah. Done. I mean, I really yeah. like to... Very you know, every, I've been telling but you... I'd say your to, vignettes were better than mine today. Oh, really? Oh, so, well, the competition heats up uh, for tomorrow's show, doesn't it? Anyway, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Anthony. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Matt. Okay. I mean, I'm very. Like, I get. You know, people say, "Oh, you know, you'll never be James Richardson." You know, that's a bit harsh. I like him. People say you'll never be Lovejoy. I see that as a compliment. <laughs> Calling me Paul—that's that's the greatest compliment you can give a broadcaster. <laughs> frankly, isn't it? Um, it, it is. What things have to ask uh, Will Gavin today? But I'll, I'll remember. I hope so. Later on. Anyway, uh, so the big news really in the papers today, before we get on to the FA Cup weekend was the fall in Dancing on Ice by Gemma Collins. <laughs> yes. Uh, for me, it was a definite dive. Well, there was, you know, there was contact. Worse than Mo Salah. Uh, there was contact. I've <laughs> got reckon? a great picture here. Um, but, you know, contact is not enough to go down. <laughs> and, uh, well, hopefully there'll be a three-game ban for three Collins. Three-show ban for <laughs> Collins. <laughs> three-show. How many shows are left? I've not been following. I know Matterface, Sam Matterface does the commentary, mm. so I shouldn't knock it, but it's, uh, it's not my show. Would you go on it, Andy? Uh, no. Uh, talking of Sam's commentary, though, what a brilliant sound. I know there's been a lot of stuff about the terrible fans of New and they are terrible, those people. But on the other hand, the majority, what a noise they made. There was one point, I've never heard this in commentary, even Sam said in commentary, I've never heard a crowd so loud, I can't even hear myself think. It was really incredible. But uh, It was that whole game, you do wonder, you know, mm. Everton's complete inability to defend any sit- set pieces. And what Luca Dina is doing, giving away like two of the most needless free kicks when he's in that back four that can't defend them. I mean, I feel for Everton fans. Not a sort of totally pointless story. No, My favourite story. It is difficult. My favourite story is obviously the 
chairman of Notts County. I don't want to bring the tone down this so early. early. Uh, he's obviously apologised yeah. after accidentally tweeting out a picture of um, his undercrackers out on the uh, on on social I, I media. I never get this. I don't. I mean, you know, some if some women would say probably, oh yeah, it's great. But I personally, <laughs> I've never met a woman who would think that is a good thing to receive well, on I, your on your of, phone. It's not a thing I have to see my <laughs> naked body every morning. No one else necessarily needs to see it. But this you may not have seen from the G Two magazine. What what he may have been doing, Alan Hardy, is getting ready for Valentine's Day because. Uh, the Guardian have been down to Moonpig's Moon printing and delivery headquarters. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, family portraits or, or evidence of drunken embarrassment are standard fare, right, for Moonpig workers. You know, you upload a photo yeah. and you put it on a card. But around Valentine's Day, it all gets very smutty, apparently. So millions of people, are the poor people at Moonpig, can just <laughs> open their file on a Monday morning. And it's just covered with hardies. It's covered with, you know. What? It's, <laughs> what exactly? It's covered with various pictures of people's paraphernalia. I don't know how you want to describe it. Well, there it is in 2018. Not Robert Hardy, the great no, actor. No, 368 <laughs> orders were cancelled by Moonpig. They, basically, they draw the line at, you know. Yes, I, I mean, now we get where you go. Yes, they, they draw the line. It out. It's fine. It's <laughs> no, no, I won't use that word. In that context. Anyway, there's, the exciting thing you need to know is that I, was, I bring in lots of like I like to call vignettes, uh, mainly because someone told me I wasn't allowed to use that word on TalkSport. And he's right? our executive producer well, on the show, but don't maybe, worry about maybe. it. Maybe. Anyway, that's the rebel in me. That's as maverick as, as it gets. Andy has said that I can only read out one if the one before that was any good. So that was my first one. Not bad. So, okay, not bad. All right. Well, you know, it's up to you. you know, an I'm, hour ban now before you bring a one in hour minutes. ban. Are you serious? <laughs> well, it wasn't good I was enough. just about to get onto Nicholas Parsons calling for over 85s to get a tax break. I well, thought I, you'd be interested I'm in well into that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be interested. <laughs> okay, just that's a, fine. You can do that one. <laughs> years to go for you, Andy. You make more money from oh, doing the same old tremendous. nonsense. I know. It'd be marvellous. I was watching the Arsenal Manchester United game on Friday night. A very enjoyable game yeah. after it got going. But at one point, the first 15 minutes were a bit stodgy. And it says, Live bowls was available on the red button. I thought, if there's not a goal going in, I'll, I'll be switching. How many people would watch you tune in to Manchester United, Arsenal, or Arsenal, Manchester United, would, would want to know the bowls is on, would want to switch to the bowls? It does make you think of, and I'm always sort of, I always feel for Kelly Cates or Dave Jones, you know, and after the game, you know, after uh, Man City have just trounced Bournemouth 7-1 and they go on Friday night uh, we've got Friday night football it's Arsenal versus Crystal Palace uh, the early kickoff on Saturday uh, an out of sorts Spurs uh, taking on Everton and obviously you can download season 8 of Arrow starring Mark Strong and you just think that they, they weren't here. That's not what their dream is, to promote this. They do it manfully, don't they? Oh, they do. It's fair enough, really. Mm. The big question, of course, arising from the Palace Spurs game is, where does Oliver Skip throw his rubbish away? <laughs> Please, get out. I feel for Spurs. I mean, I, you know, I can play the Spurs, as everyone knows, my yeah. big team who win things. Uh, you know, and then, uh, before well, things, before really. Thursday, they had a very small chance of winning four trophies. Now they have a very small chance of winning two trophies. But, I, I mean, I, I, Adrian had a rant, didn't he, about... Fernando about Harry Kane and Spurs thrashing Kane to you know to playing him 90 minutes every week even when they're 6-2 mm. up at Everton when they're beating Bournemouth 5-0 there were nil. some odd ones weren't there were that, was it what, when they were winning we, about 6 yeah, or 7 yeah they brought him on against Tranmere yeah, Tranmere but then again you know the the argument was that these Tranmere fans have paid good money to see Tottenham they want yeah, to see the England that captain doesn't mean yeah. anything for, for Tottenham fans but no. not only is that yes with hindsight Harry Kane may have got injured if he'd been totally fit but also 
Philando Lorente needs some practice, clearly. Like, looks like he hasn't kicked the ball in years and years and yeah, years. That's what and, I said on Saturday. And he needs Friday, rather. He needs, yeah. a bit, he needs a run of games. And the team around him need to learn how to play with him. Tottenham don't just put the ball in the mixer. That's not what they do. Well, if you've got Lorente, you have to put the ball in the box. And they just, they barely, I think Eric Dyer put in one good cross. Just, I can't remember any other cross that wasn't done after they'd beaten the last man. I, I feel for him, but I mean, something. I tell you who I thought was poor yesterday. They was, oh, I don't know. I mean, Danny Higginbottom in the Sun today was saying, oh, he's tactically aware. And he says, I thought he looked so detached and disinterested. At one point, I wrote, now he should give his match fee to Andre, Andres Townsend because he's working <laughs> twice as hard as he did. But you can't Just, be. You can't so be... much of the time, we, I mean, one on one, he had a few situations. I think he got one shot in. Uh, he's a lot better than the way he's playing. I'm sure Palace fans aren't exactly thrilled with his form at the moment. Yes, he, but, you know, he has, for <clears> a long time, he was single-handedly winning them football <clears> matches and they couldn't win without him. So he's allowed an off day and they still won, didn't they? Ian Dark was commentating, I like Ian Dark, was a good commentator, but he was commentating and he said, Carl Walker-Peters, no relation to Carl Walker. And why would he be? It's a different surname. <laughs> and even if he was, he'd be unlikely to have exactly the same name, wouldn't he? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe he should use that just for every player he ever commentates on. We'd like to know. <laughs> how related everyone is to Kyle Walker. I don't think it's related at all, really, but there you go. And uh, poor old Peter Clark of Oldham. What a brilliant day, day for him. No, it's ridiculous. It's the full house, isn't it? That's what I said, the full house. The goal line clearance, the own goal, the great equaliser, concedes the penalty and sent off. That is sensational day's work for him. But yeah. there you go. Well done to him. This is Hawksby and Jacobs. Uh, do you want Do you want another? I'll give you one little one. Hold on. Here's a stat. Um, when they hear the phrase with the greatest respect, which happens a lot in the FA Cup, doesn't it? Yeah. The, with the greatest respect to. Well, no disrespect to yeah, the other one. 68% of Britons think it means, I think you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And let's speak to a man who has seen 2020 consecutive Barnet games. Uh, so this, you know, the, the title supervan is uh, uh, definitely apt <clears> for <throat> Steve Percy and he joins us on the line now. Steve, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Looking forward to it. I um, bet you are. I bet you are. 2000. So is this going to be game 2021? No, since that figure it's 2021 already, it's to be 2022 consecutive. Oh, okay, what was your favourite? <laughs> could you list? Could you list them for us? So, uh, what, uh, what, what's the best Barnet game you've ever seen? Well, the one I enjoyed most, funny enough, was was the, the whole day was probably the most recent one at Sheffield United. And tell us in, about it. In the previous round, when oh, the whole, yeah, the whole thing well. from from start to finish, a really good journey up, very quick, got up there. Um, the, everybody was in sort of in a really brilliant mood. The whole day was unbelievable. We played so well, took the game to them. Um, Sheffield United people, supporters and team and management were brilliant to us. Absolutely fantastic day out. It's probably what well, is the highest team we've ever beaten in a in a proper match. They were third at the time in the championship. So. Yeah, brilliant performance. Now, when you have a record like this, Steve, I mean, there must have been times, I know your, your brother's wedding you'll tell us about, but there must have been times when you, you've been ill or you've, you've had a family crisis. How have you managed to maintain this amazing streak? Well, I've been been, been lucky with my health, touch wood. Um, there's been two or three times when I felt really, really rough, but mm, of managed still to get there and... Uh, Suffering silence, as it were. Um, yeah, through a lot of luck, really. Um, one one time we nearly didn't make Gateshead away. Managed to get there for about the last 12 minutes. 
coach broke down. Still say. counts, still counts, doesn't still it? Still counts, brilliant. Absolute nightmare, yeah. I managed to see a sending off and our score of penalties. <laughs> That's good. Now, listen, I went to, you know, I've been to see hundreds of Cambridge United games, nowhere near as many Barnet games as you have. And I mean, quite often, Steve, I've sat there at half-time or halfway through the first half and gone, why am I here? Like, this is terrible. I mean, has that, has that ever occurred? I mean, it's not the quality of the football, is it, Steve? I don't know. Is, have you ever had a moment where you've had an existential crisis? Uh, quite a few times, actually. One, one of course, was the last game at Braintree. Um, where we were as good as we were at Sheffield, we were absolutely appalling at Braintree last week. Lucky to lose four nil to the team at the bottom. It could have been double that. Um, yeah, you do think, why am I here? But um, of course, then you look back as only a couple of weeks before the Sheffield United game. I think that's why I'm here, uh, especially with Barnet's continuous roller coaster, promotion, relegation, promotion, relegation, on and on and on it goes. So. Manager all changes every other week. It's um, but it's your club, and that's what you do. We always say fans know their own team so much better than pundits because you watch them all the time. You you live the team. Do you ever are you ever tempted to write to the owner or the chairman or write to the manager and say, look, why aren't you doing this? I've done this in the past. I used to write to Chelsea manager and say, why don't you try this? <laughs> have you ever have you ever done that? Have you ever got involved in that way? Oh yeah, I mean norm- normally it's not been writing to them. It's actually meeting them personally. I've had many meetings in the past with Barry Fry, Martin Allen, um, in the days of Stan Flashman, unbelievable. Uh, many meetings with Tony Clapp as the current chairman mm-hmm. for about 23 years and voicing your opinions. You know, say the, one, the Ray Clements one was quite amusing. He, God, he can half shout that bloke. <laughs> Hey, Clemens, I didn't tell him as a shout. Did he but shout at also, you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I was in his office and the, the paint was peeling, but we cleared the air and after that we were best of friends. So. <laughs> That's good. Barnet often play Chelsea, not Chelsea, Arsenal in pre-season, don't they? It's one of Arsenal's traditional pre-season. We, yeah, we used to because they used to um, have reserve games at the old Underhill ground. Um, so it was part of the agreement that they would come with a pretty much a first team every year. Yeah, did you go to those as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any games, reserve games as well, when we used to have reserve teams. But, um, yeah, the Arsenal ones were quite strange, really. We beat more or less the first team Arsenal a couple of times, 2-1, and also a 10-0 defeat. So, <laughs> I think a bit mixed, all... mixed results. So yeah. what, what about tonight then, uh, Steve? What do you think? How do you think it might go? Well, obviously, Brentford go into it as, as big favourites, um, but Sheffield United did that as well. I've no idea how serious the Brentford manager will take it I mean looking at their position on the table I don't think they've got any relegation worries it's probably unlikely to be playoffs for them so I would presume that they will take it very very seriously and look for uh, the last 16 sort of thing so it's going to be a tough game but we've got a chance have you ever seen sorry Max have you ever seen John Motson down there he always uh, it's his local yeah, team he yeah, enjoys yeah. skate I've Met him a few times in the past. Yeah, he was a, a, he's been down there at the current ground. I've seen him a couple of times, but of course he's on the other side of the ground there. I mean, I know him more from the Underhill days, where he used to be there quite a lot. Do you have they given you? You know, they're going to name a stand after you, Steve. Or do you have to pay for your? <laughs> do you have to pay for your ticket still? Surely, surely they give you a freebie. No, not with our chairman, I'm afraid. No, <laughs> I still pay for everything. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be the more loyal, or the more uh, the more it costs you. Yeah. Uh, but he did he did put on cut price coaches for Sheffield. That's about the first thing he's done for a long time. So, who knows? 
And we're looking at a nice picture of you here in your Barnet kit, Steve. You definitely got the footballer's haircut. You got the Jerry Francis, I think. Yeah, well, sort of. Um, we we were, were quite successful in the late sixties, early seventies, so it sort of stuck with me. <laughs> so you haven't had it. You haven't had it cut since you in the two thousand and twenty game. Yeah, he hasn't had it restyled. To... <laughs> I think is what he's saying. Not cut. He's had it cut, but not restyled. Hey, listen, Steve. Yeah. That's so Brilliant. so kind of you for coming Wonderful on. Wonderful story, uh, Steve. Yeah, well and, done. And well done to you. It is people like you that keep our lower league football going. Steve Percy, thanks so much for your time. Cheers, mate. Bye. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, I'm looking forward to transfer deadline day. Oh, uh, yes. Thursday. Obviously, we're after the Lord Mayor's show, really, after Jim White. I remember doing one transfer deadline day with you where the only thing happened in three hours was <laughs> Graham Dorans going somewhere. But, uh, I'm looking forward to another That's what it'll be like. Graham Dorans special. I'm hoping Graham Dorans is on the move. Well, I've learned so much about it. Mean, I've forgotten <laughs> it all as well, so we could reprise that one. Uh, Barry and I got very confused yesterday when Bakary Sacco moved from West Brom to Crystal Palace because we didn't know he'd gone from Crystal Palace to West Brom in the first place. No. So it was a really unsurprising, surprising transfer <laughs> from us. Anyway, what's well, time of the show where I get to sit back? It's my favourite part well, of talking. I'm looking forward to yours. Oh, what have you got? Well, I mean, I've got, I've got <laughs> tips of the week male spa <laughs> etiquette from David Baddiel. So you better start because that's where my bar is. I've... Um... I've got, I've got an amazing picture. There was this story about this hotel, or it's actually a, a, bed, a B&B in Torquay mm-hmm. that won best B&B in the world. I don't know if you saw that. So the Sun decided that it's a bit like 40 Towers, which is in the same area. So they'd send a lookalike. They obviously couldn't get, well, obviously couldn't get Andrew Sexton. He's no longer with us, but they couldn't get John Cleese either. Mm. So they got a kind of lookalike, Faulty and Manuel. Definitely the worst lookalike of the year. But the real one would have been sensational. Uh, speaking of hotels, I, uh, have you seen somewhere the first robotic hotel has had to be closed down because really? Why? the robots 
the robots kept interfering. <laughs> when they when they heard guests, it's in Japan. They heard guests snoring and thought they were requesting things. And I was listening. <laughs> I was listening last week that you you, you ordered your <laughs> anti-snoring pillows, and I just yes. wondered. You know, obviously it'd be the terrible hotel for you, given yeah. given how you and Mrs. Jacobs are, you know, up half the <laughs> night snoring away. I mean, is, is it just you, or is and it the robot it, butler will be in out? <laughs> absolutely right. Five seconds. How 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 are your pillows? Are they arrived? Well, they're not too bad. Yeah, they, they, they seem to be working. So. Okay. Okay. Well, that's I good news. I can't really see the science in it. It just looks like a sort of flat pillow with not very much stuffing in oh, it. Okay. Well, I mean, the good news is that should prolong your life because I wondered if you'd planned your funeral or not. <laughs> Andy. No, I the, haven't. The trend for non-traditional... Paul has, though. Has he? Oh, God, he goes on and on about it. He's got all the details, what what's music ha- they're going to play. Are they playing Ozzy's Dream? Talk about wishful thinking. <laughs> what is it? What, <laughs> are they playing Chaz and Dave? So what's he, no, what's no, his... for, for my funeral. Oh, for yours? Oh, no, he's been planning... Oh, no, he hasn't planned his own. He's oh, planning mine. He's so oh, convinced oh, that I'm going to go first. Well, oh, he may really? well be right, of course. Well, you know, the odds are, aren't they? Anyway, well, the odds um, are. I agree with you. The, the, uh, the, the trend... Just on a sheer age thing. Yeah, the trend for non... We need to get Paddy Power on that one. Odds for <laughs> odds for the Talksport presenters. Who's going to go first? The Talksport <sighs> presenter Deadpool. I think so. Not ideal, really. Eight, eight ten, eighty-nine. Yeah, Who's I'm, your money I've on? I've got to be the favourite, haven't I? Well, no, I'm not honest. sure because you're healthier than a few of them. Well, you know, that's. I mean, Glenn Denning. You know, like oh, yeah, that smokes like a chimney, doesn't he? Um, uh, the trend for non-traditional funerals continued last year uh, with one McDonald's-themed send-off. Can really? you imagine? And another described as Christmas in what, July. In a sort of polystyrene box <laughs> instead of a coffin. <laughs> How did that work? Did you say no gherk- no gherkins, please? While I'm while I'm being sent to while I'm being cremated, I don't want the special sauce. Uh, Christmas in July, Santa and Rudolph were in attendance, and mourners wore Christmas jumpers. And according to the co-op funeral care, the demand for alternative hearses, such as cars painted in rainbow colours, has ridden a, risen a fifth in three years. Well, Something for you to ponder. Well, it is. I mean, people, people like that. Um, this was pointed out to me, actually. People know I like the uh, court circular. Mm. And I'd missed this one. I did have one, actually, which is congratulations to the daughter of Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Oh. She's just got engaged. Very nice. Yeah. But this one... Uh, this is a, a birth of, um, uh, what is it, a little daughter? Yeah, daughter Alexandra Irene from uh, to Katerina and James DePiro O'Connell. Right. And uh, this this baby is a sister to Minnie and Falafel. That's a <laughs> Jewish. Falafel. Falafel. Labner, Bimbi, Otello and Ambrim. Is it Labner is another thing you have with falafel, isn't it? Is it? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm just trying to think of someone famous whose surname is Rap, and then you could be... Why would you call Mr. a child Mr. and Mrs. Falafel, falafel. Rap? You wouldn't call Maybe you'd really, really like... Falafel O'Connell. No, really it's like... a strange name. If you, if you really like chickpeas, <laughs> well, why not? Um, uh, the Undead Skunk says £20 on parry. We're not running a book on this. Um, <laughs> are you going to the uh, starriest wedding of the year, Andy? What is it? Uh, it's to be held at Whoopi Goldberg's New York apartment. No, I haven't uh, been invited. The cake will be flown in from Nashville. Both the groom... Who, Phil, who are they? They're two French bulldogs. Are they? Uh, oh. Phil Moore and Izzy. Uh, the couple met while their owners were working on Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Izzy will wear a dress created by her personal stylist. <laughs> a fl- so this dog has a personal... Does he do anything else? Personal stylist, a former Christian Dior... Uh, Christian Erickson Dior designer, just a bring it back to sport Timothy White known for his Hollywood portraits will be the official photographer there you go Andy so you know try and get in the books oh, for that one that's bad isn't it uh, two things that are definitely uh, cost far too much money right. are uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's new perfume Floorgasm oh can I guess 
Yeah. What's it called? Floorgasm. Floorgasm. Oh, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, £350 a bottle. No, 160 Okay. So Bargain. Bargain for you. And uh, Prince Charlotte will be going to the same school as her older brother. Yeah. Uh, the fees for this particular school, bear in mind they're four and six, six grand a term. Well, that's that's 18 grand a year to educate a four-year-old. That's, that's a lot of money. If you're playing The Price is Right, how about this? Uh, a, a real jet suit invented by Richard Browning. You can strap the five jet engines onto your oh, yeah. person, two on each arm and one on your back. I know you've got a slightly sore back at the moment. So yeah. I also recommend this. Um, you can whiz through the air at up to 40 miles an hour. Oh, why not? Uh, Gravity.co if you want one. How much? Mm, it actually works, does it? It actually 100 works. 100 grand? Up a bit, please. Uh, 200 grand. I think it's about Mesut Ozil wage. It's now 340 so, so, grand. So Mesut could afford one, just sort mm. of week's wages. He could buy 52 <laughs> in a year, <laughs> couldn't be, he? That'd be good. That would work for him. What have you got, Andy? Uh, Torquay Watch, because we like to keep an eye on Torquay for mm-hmm. our producer. We've mm-hmm. suddenly become massively interested. They uh, they were having a terrible season, and honestly, he was, he was inconsolable, the boy. In fact, I'd say he'd almost lost interest. Mm. That's how bad the Torquay had gr- and then ground him down. And then Gary, Gary Johnson, Johnson what a came hero. in. What yeah. a hero. And uh, just they've never looked back. They're now... Clear of Woking, Fletcher's team, Ben Fletcher's team, who had a slight reverse to Wheelstone on uh, Saturday. Uh, but Torquay won 7-2. They beat Oxford, apparently. Um, Oxford to the sword, as he told me this oh, morning. Well, well done to them. Um, uh, two possible jobs for you, if it doesn't all yeah. work out in the, the, this broadcasting game <laughs> for you, Andy. Yeah. Um, uh, well, this is broadcast. Jenny Campbell stepping down mm. as a dragon on Dragon's Den. I'd quite like to see you on the end. When on the end there, Hilary Devey was in Dragon's Den. Yeah, we, with the shoulder pads. Yes, we used to have a sort of section each. Monday, where it got you know, once you start these ideas, you'll know about this from the Sturmy Archers. You start an idea, and it seems like quite a fun idea. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the season, you're desperate for it to end. <laughs> so, I had Hilary Devey reviewing the weekend's football, right? And had a that sort go? of Dragon's Den yeah, style, understood? Yeah. yeah, it's what it was fun for, for a while. But... I'd, see, I'd see you as a sort of modern day Theopathetis, where yes. you just everything you're given, you just break <laughs> and say, Well, I've broken it. The other possible <laughs> job, if you don't like that, yeah. is um, uh, it's on the Isle of Wight has acquired its own superhero. An anonymous masked man called the White Knight, who has been seen patrolling the island looking for troublemakers. Uh, He's the UK's first member of something called the Justice Alliance, which is a superhero-themed neighbourhood watch founded in the States. Um, uh, The Knight's valour is yet to be tested. He went on patrol in Ventnor and spoke to several people, including a lovely couple who took a photo and handed out four information cards. Here's a photo. There we are. You could wear a... you could go around Chiswick dressed as a superhero, Andy. <laughs> I look tremendous. <laughs> oh, in there, yeah. Saying, look, I could, you uh, could, you could be a vigilante. Talking of America, the bloke who owns uh, Starbucks, Howard Schultz, mm-hmm. is planning to uh, basically stand as an independent uh, candidate against Donald Trump in the 2020 uh, elections. I hope his campaign is stronger than his coffee. Thank you very much. Very good. There you go. Stick it to the corporations, Andy. That's it. You don't pay your tax. Jacobs will get you, won't it? Have you seen this story? This is a terrible news for posh people. Even old Etonians are using estuary English now. It's in the eye paper. Uh, even the Duke of mm. Cambridge shies away from using his grandmother's form of English. Uh, he told Match of the Day host Gary Lineker he'd have to ask the missus before taking their son, George, to his first football match, Barnaby Lennon, the former head of Harrow, uh, has said, quote, being posh these days is not a good thing. 
There's been a long tendency for school children at private schools to adopt their own language with an emphasis on mockney. Yeah, so that's been that's been around for quite a long time. Did you see that David Beckham had to uh, supplement Victoria Beckham's fashion firm with twenty three million pounds? He ploughed into the business. Did he? How's it all going? Well, I don't know. She's got a new fashion range which she's done with Reebok, and they people have been quite critical because uh, basically their own stuff is a lot cheaper than Victoria's, uh, which is basically the same as their stuff, but it's just got a VB logo on it. And she says she spent the past nine months personally testing each item. I don't know how you personally test a logo. Quite tricky, really, but there you go. Um, Thanks very much. I mean, since we mentioned taking a book on which TalkSport presenter was going to pass this model call first, um, (laughs) frankly, if if all the people you've suggested in the last five minutes were dead, there'd literally be no presenters. So that's very kind of you. Um, and well, they'd be in like a new broom. I Absolutely. think a lot of people might think it was what are you good. Saying, what are you saying? We just sort of, <laughs> not a huge sort of pact between us and none of us well, are Well, it's on. a bit like, you've seen this in Coronation Street. They've told all their stars to take a pay cut, right? But if they all basically went out on strike, you know, together, they mm-hmm. sort of basically got together, mm-hmm. the scriptwriters would have a few problems, wouldn't they? They'd have suddenly have something. <laughs> Who are you? Terrible disaster. No. Where they kill off the entire cast. No, no. And replace them with a sort of, Less expensive cost. Well, they could just do what Neighbours used to do and just bring in a totally different actor and not mention it. <laughs> well, do you not remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when Jane came back with a different... No, it was... Uh, no, Jane who was, was it? the same Jane. Jane was the same Brad Jane. Brad was a different Brad. Brad was a different Brad. And who did Brad... Ma- Libby Kennedy came back. She just was a brunette for six months. Oh, yeah. She only... This woman replaced her for me. It was about three <laughs> Nobody months. Nobody mentioned it. That was really confusing. thought her parents would say, you look slightly different. <laughs> You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, Callum Franklin is a chef and a and a judge of the competition. Thanks for joining us, Callum. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. No, it's a pleasure. Are you a specific sausage roll chef, or, or you know, is that is that just <laughs> a bit limiting? Li- I'd say <laughs> really, it's a little limiting. Yeah. Uh, no. What what I do is kind of all things savoury pastry. So pies, sausage rolls, scotch eggs, all the British classics, really. Okay. It's interesting the sausage roll because listeners might think, "Well, a sausage roll just normal thing that you're buying, Greg's," and of course, the, that's one version of it. Yeah. But there are some really spronty versions, aren't there? Some quite sort of, you know, with onion marmalade and, and different sort of quality of pork and all this thing. So, th- th- it's become a, a bigger thing, the sausage roll, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I think it's like a British classic. So, if we can treat it with a bit of respect and nice ingredients and nice pastry, it kind of does make it a very good dish it's the sausage roll but it sort of the the shorter and the fatter the sausage roll the posher it is right you know your long thin sausage roll is the sort of yeah I've old some posh ones I've, but, yeah. but now sausage rolls are getting so thin but they're so fat does that is that is that not a stupid point well for me i think like ratio of meat to pastry is quite important and uh yeah i like one with a lot of meat in it otherwise i feel i'm getting gypped or something but um I bought some into the studio today, which oh, are right. like big fat ones for you guys. Okay, I mean, what about flavourings? I mean, they, they, are they your bog standard sausage roll flavours, or do people start messing with it a bit? Well, in the competition, uh, which is coming up on Wednesday, I think we're going to talk about that in a minute. It's uh, there are some bonkers ones. Yeah, some people sort of go all out with different flavourings, but for me, like a, a classical flavour, mm. pork and sage. Something like that, pork and onion. Beautiful thing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Keep it simple. So give us an idea. Sorry, Max. Give us an idea of some of the sort of, you know, madder ones for this year's competition. Uh, To be honest with you, I think we're going to see some vegan things coming in. 
Silence. Greg's have done it. And they, yeah, apparently absolutely. they're doing really well. But yeah, look, I think veganism is a big thing this year. I think we're going to see some in the competition. Uh, and I think it's a good thing. Is, is Piers Morgan going to judge or, or no? He's just no. going to get really angry at home. Of course he is. Yeah. So, so how does the competition work? I mean, how many contestants do they come up? And so, like Britain's Got Talent, and you give them a buzzer when you're not impressed with their sausage roll. What's the yeah? What's the uh, well, there's there's a panel of judges. We sit there, and uh, there's I think there's generally about sort of fifteen to twenty chefs, um, and they all have a slot to serve their sausage roll, and we all try it. It's a lot of sausage to eat over a period of a few hours. You don't eat the whole thing, do you? Just no, no, no. Bite, just yeah. have a little bite. Um, and then, yeah, the, the roll-off champion is crowned at the end of it. I don't know who the judges are this year, but uh, last year, Kate Ovens was one of the judges. Which yeah. Is an appropriate name for somebody <laughs> in a competition like this, I think. Um, I, but I was, do, do you, is it important? Because you sort of wonder, if you're on first, right, mm. you're hungry, right? So that's a good thing. But you might be forgotten. And if you're on 20th, well, you've already eaten 19 sausage rolls. I mean, you'd be dying for anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a, there is definite luck of the draw. But there isn't a lot of sport as well, right? You see that uh, sometimes. It's, it's the same in work. Bake Off, isn't it? When they're, yeah. when they're having to judge 12 things. By the time they get to the 12th one, you think, more. Oh. But I think as a judge, you just have to bear that in mind all the time. That if you're eating the last one, not to be sort of jaded by the fact that you've already eaten 19 before. What's the prize for winning this? I think it's just the glory. Oh, is it? <laughs> Golden sausage. And, and, and these are all chefs? There's no amateurs? Are they all professional? No, these are all professional chefs. Right. It, it's funny. Chefs are a really competitive bunch. So when something like this comes along, it's big chefs enter this competition. Are these ones you've made particularly? Yeah, these are from my pie shop, which is in Holborn. So I've brought some... Uh, just sort of go along with the theme today. I brought you someone to you want to try one? Yeah, yeah I'd absolutely yeah. love yeah. to try yeah. a sausage yeah. roll. I was just criticising people for eating on air. Okay. Wow, there's God, one. that's enormous. That one? Well, I'll have a look. I don't know. Let's have a look. There's, actually, there's two in there. There's two in there. Well, you, you know, oh, that's very kind of you. You want to handle your own. I don't really no, want to. No, I don't mind if you handle my sausage rolls. Well, All right, so they've got... the. Uh, Got <laughs> they've got an excellent I sprayed myself with got an hand sanitising gel which is never a good look let's good be honest glaze on them is that sort of butter on the glaze what no 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 we use egg yolk okay. let's give it a nice shine okay. butter on the glaze what you mean? what do you mean <laughs> I'm not a professional <laughs> sausage roll man are you what's the best sausage roll you've ever made Andy am I just going to eat I mean I was going to eat this and say it's nice obviously but I'm, I'll crack God. on and he's putting it in his oh, mouth oh there's some now. tension now it's a great sausage. So, what's the, oh, difference between the, what's the difference between the one Max has got and the one I've got here? They're the same. They're the same. Sausage. Exactly the same, aren't they? Uh, no, catch, no. catch up with the sausage roll acceptable or not? Yeah, I think so. Or brown sauce as well. The man might be a bit controversial. Really but yeah, for me, I quite like ketchup with mine. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So a bit of mustard. A, that's quite a thin bit of pastry there. Yeah, I, nice and flaky. <laughs> I'm very good. Are you happy with that? Kind of tell us where and when. You know, is there a big? Can supporters go along? Can yeah, absolutely. Fans turn up. So it's uh, it's held at the Red Lion Pub in Barnes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Wednesday night. Um, I think yeah, generally you can get to the pub from. 12 midday <laughs> when, the, when the pub opens so you're, you're well oiled the, for the, the, the prize should be presented by that bloke that had the hit at Christmas about sausage rolls meat pie sausage roll was it that one yeah, yeah. I built the, I built this city on sausage rolls oh. I'm told it was by someone called Lad Baby yeah, we had him on. Maybe he's a big not, forest fan. You had him here. Yeah, well, no, we spoke to him. Are you a Charlton fan? Yeah, absolutely. Why do you make a sausage roll? You know, I like Clive Mendonca 
Yeah. Your, uh, your favourite, I don't know who your favourite Charlton just, player is yeah. of all time. Well, actually, it's not a bad idea. Maybe we should name it a Mondonka role. Yeah, or a Johnny Robinson. Yeah. What's the, those classic, and a Kirbishly. Yeah, Alan Kirbishly role. Well, probably shouldn't really. <laughs> you don't want to eat any. Uh, <laughs> I'll eat, wait till the break. Eat an Alan Kirbishly. Uh, are you happy with how Charlton yeah. are getting on this year? Yeah, fourth at the moment. Mm-hmm. And a uh, mm-hmm. couple of good, yeah. I mean, it was a draw. The last game, but you, but you beat Accrington, didn't you? And there was a great moment where <clears throat> uh, one of your fans invaded the pitch and then went two footed in on your centre back and caught him right in the botsits, yeah, uh, which went viral, which was a, oh, right. a nice moment for Charlton fans, yeah. Um, a nice season and Wimbledon are last, so it's going all right, yeah. Mm, there um, you go. Well, listen, thanks so much for coming in, Carl. thank you, I appreciate it. Good um, luck with the competition, thank uh, you very much. Uh, yes, uh, Callum Franklin, there, uh, a chef and a judge. Um, and, uh, and they make her a very, very nice sausage roll. Absolutely, rolls. yeah, they're great, aren't they? I was trying to have a healthy Monday, but clearly that's not sort of gone out of the window <laughs> well, now. You don't have to eat the whole thing. <laughs>